Well, good evening, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry coming to you with another clubhouse. Another one of my favorite people. This is Dale. He is the Orioles fan. We've had him on a couple of different times with talking Orioles stuff. And let me tell you, I'm excited. Dale, thanks for coming back in the clubhouse tonight. Absolutely. Thanks, Bill. I, I'm going to admit something that most Dodger fans won't admit. I am a closet Orioles fan this season because you guys are doing stuff this season that even you guys didn't think was going to happen. So, well, I'm not going to take your thunder. Maybe you thought it was going to happen, but no, eh, let's be honest. Well, I thought it would get closer to this than a lot of people, but I didn't think it was going to happen the way it's happened. I'll say that. So tell me about the season. Um, yeah, it's, it's going really well. Um, yeah, they're way ahead of where they thought they'd be with the rebuild. And, man, they had the best farm system in, in, in baseball they're coming coming behind them. I think Gunnar Henderson just came in at number one and some and number two uh, rated prospect. And, and depending on which uh, list you're looking at, Grayson Rodriguez is a top pitching prospect. So they got a lot of good reinforcements coming. And they're doing this, in my opinion, without probably uh, three or four of their best starters, of the best of the top starters. Uh, but the bullpen has been absolutely amazing. No one saw that coming. Um, and truthfully, they're not even hitting as well as last year. It's just been an improvement in pitching. The starters are gutting it out. I mean, you got guys that aren't necessarily the most talented in the world, but they're just finding a way to get it done. And if we're even, if they pitch even with the other team, the bullpen will take it the rest of the way. And so it's pretty exciting. And I've seen that the crowds have started going up at Camden Yards. Uh, and so the excitement's there. Of course. And I, you and I were texting, I think you were on vacation, but I was telling you, I like this DJ Hall kid. Yeah. Young kid, lefty knows how to hit his spots. He, he did get beat up a little bit in, in Tampa Bay after I was texting you, but young kid, he looks good. He looks like he's got some future with you guys. Yeah, no, so, and he's, I would put him as uh, potentially maybe the number five starter or maybe not cracking the lineup next year. So they, it was interesting. They brought him up just for that one game and then they sent him back down and turned him into a relief pitcher. So I think they're going to bring him up for the stretch run as just a flame throwing lefty from, from the ball bullpen um have another arm uh, and so they're trying to get that and then they'll bring him back as a starter next year um uh, from from spring training yeah and and as long as he can handle that mentally yep. that's that's his ticket to the show right don't don't argue that you're only getting two innings a game or whatever but listen you know having starters in the bullpen and the stretch run and in the playoffs yep. That's golden. <laughs> yeah, well, I, David Price came up that way, and it seemed to work out for a little bit. And, um, yep. So kind of following a blueprint that's worked. Yeah. So talk to me about impact players. So who do you think are your impact players this season so far? Oh, well, that, uh, great question. I mean, really, it's been a team effort. But I guess surprise impact players, I would say. Mm -hmm. Jorge Mateo has been a phenomenal as a shortstop. And even though – I mean, now he's batting 230. He got it up. He was batting around 200 most of the time. But his speed, he's leading the American League in steals. And he, um, he and his speed shows in the field, too. Like, he, he's, he's pretty tall. I want to say he's probably 6'1", 6'2", or somewhere like that um, as a shortstop. He just can get to so many balls, and he has a cannon for an arm. And and so that's – you put him in somewhat of a conundrum because, you know, Gunnar Henderson is a shortstop. I, here's the other thing. The Orioles, all four of the infielders that are playing now were shortstops. And so they're all very athletic. Uh, Urias was a shortstop. 
Odor was a shortstop. Mateo, even Mountcastle was drafted as a shortstop. He's playing first base. Uh, so they have very athletic, very uh, defensive-minded. They, they just have a great defense this year, too. So it's been defense and pitching, and truthfully, they're batting. I think they could pick up. None of the guys are having career years this year as far as uh, with the bats. Um, yet they're, they're doing enough. So, yeah. Yeah, uh, in fact, there's a, uh, the outfielders, I think, could match up uh, almost with any outfield. When you talk about uh, Mullins, Hayes, and Santander, then when you have McKenna uh, coming in uh, off the bench, he's doing really well. And Phillips, who they just pick up, all five are gold, gold glove caliber outfielders. Santander is probably the weak link, and he was a finalist for gold glove a couple years ago. So he's, and he's out of those five, he's probably the weakest. Weird to have a, a gold glove finalist as your weakest, right? Yep. So, well, and and you just said it right there, pitching and defense, right? Um, that's that's the teams that you see struggling right now aren't doing that well. The teams that are are playing well aren't having those issues right now. There's a team in your division. I won't mention their names, but the Yankees, they're struggling with their defense and their pitching right now, yep. and it's showing. And I mean, they had a big enough lead in the standings that it's not hurting them too bad. But yeah, it's demoralizing when when that goes like, and you're hitting, you're putting up runs, and you just can't win. So uh, the other one I was going to obviously mention, I think, is Rushman. When he came up, um, that seems to coincide with when we picked it up. Also, the schedule, you know, schedule changed a little bit, but he just uh, brings so much energy. And um, we had a few holes in the lineup, and one of those holes was that catcher, and now it turned into a strength. And uh, so he seems to be the real deal in, in every facet of the game. He's a good player. Well, and, and one of the things that you guys have that most teams don't have. So, well, well two things. One, there wasn't a huge expectation this year yep. where you weren't having the press down your throat going, hey, you need to win 161 out of 162 games like yeah. they're doing for Toronto. the Yankees or Mets or Dodgers or things Toronto's like that. going through that, and that's why they fired a coach. I mean, their expectations were really high. Right. Angels. Right. Yeah, angels. Yep. And then um, but you guys are doing it with a lot of young kids, like you just mentioned, which is phenomenal because these guys are playing for spots for the future. Yep. Right. So they're not sitting there driving up in their Ferraris going, hey, I'm getting paid twenty seven million dollars this year. It doesn't matter what happens to me. These yep. guys are looking at it and going, I really want to be invited to spring training knowing I'm making the team next season. Yep. So. I mean, and there's a big difference in mentality there, right? So, I love it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit a I'm gonna hit a button here. I know I'm gonna hit a button here, but next question: trade deadline. Yep. How do we feel about trade deadline? Because I know you lost a beloved Oriole. Yep. So you got you guys got mixed in between fandom and the business of baseball. So talk to me about the trade deadline. Yeah. Um... I'm going to go in a little bit of a different direction than you probably expect. Uh, as you remember, probably Mancini is probably my favorite player uh, now, and he's doing great for Houston. Not the most athletic guy, although he's doing well um, at first base. Uh, he's a clutch hitter. Um, from the business of baseball, it made sense um, because I think they have so many people coming up, up behind them that are more flexible and can do different things. Um, I know that kind of the Orioles GM – and, and, and coach, they 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 want to have flexibility with that DH. They don't necessarily want to have someone kind of stuck in that position all the time. And you can play first base, or you can play corner outfield, and you do fine. Um, so I get it. And they 
and Elias has said several times that they're going to be talking in the offseason. Although at this point, once you pull that bandit off, I, I don't know if it makes a lot of sense to, to bring them back based on who, who they have. I mean, I would love it as a, a from, from a heart angle, but um, I don't know if it makes a logical sense. I actually miss Jorge Lopez more um, in, in the sense I, I, we had such a good bullpen and losing, I, I feel like a couple of these games that we've lost mm-hmm. is because we, you know, we had to change the, the way things uh, were in um, the, the matchups in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. So, um, and he was still under team control for a couple of years. Both of them had really uh, strong um, emotional ties to, you know, to the area and to the team. I think it was hard for the team and for them to, to leave. Uh, but yeah, in the end, we did get six pitchers out of it. I don't know. I probably would not have made the Jorge Lopez trade. I probably would have made the Mancini trade hard, but it would have been very difficult. Yeah, it's it's hard. Mancini is a good dude. He he yep. winters about three miles from my house. Yep. And so you see him all around the city all the time. And he and his wife are just good people. Yeah. Um, and he's battled cancer and he's, you know, come back and he, he's a good guy, but the business of baseball made sense on that one. So yeah, I'm, I'm totally with you on that, that, but that's hard. I mean, it's, you know, again, I, I remember in 90, I want to say it was 98 or 99 when, when business of baseball stepped on Mike Piazza's throat. Oh right? yeah. And it, tough, right. And it made sense, but man, I, it was the first time you saw me cry at a trade deadline. Yeah. Because it was just, of course, I was a lot younger. Yeah. But, then, yeah exactly. but, but when you're growing up and you've got like this, I mean, imagine not to the same perspective, but imagine Cal Ripken Jr. Yeah, exactly. in the middle of his career yeah. getting traded from the Orioles. It's like, oh gosh, yeah. this one's a hard, a hard nut to swallow, right? Yeah. And so, yeah, if that on that sense, both. Both Mancini and Lopez had those emotional stories. Mancini with cancer and recovering, and he was just it, it strengthened his tie to Baltimore so much. Like the the people that helped him during that time, and but Jorge Lopez too, with it, his son has has a, a, a big time illness, um, and he was just really attached to the team. And uh, I know it's hard for for both of them and for the team. They're kind of glue guys in the clubhouse. If you're going to pick two guys that were kind of yeah, glue guys. Those would be two of the top, uh, top ones. So losing that is difficult, and it's been nice to see that they've been plugging along, uh, even despite that. But yeah, it's tough, especially when we're going to be battling the Twins and the Astros maybe down the stretch here. So, yeah. So I, I love that, and I, I love the fact that you're deep into your team and you can talk specifically about specific individuals. Now we're going to change gears here, and I'm going to ask kind of a two-part question. Okay. One is talk to me about the wild card race because at present, as we're filming this, you guys are only two games out of the wild card. Yep. Okay. But talk to me about the wild card race plus dot 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 the next 45 games or the last 45 games of the season, and really kind of how those two things mesh, what you think you need to do, so on and so forth. Yeah, we have the toughest schedule of the of the six teams that are within those. So there's six teams within three, three and a half games of the top wild spot card spot, right? The three wild card teams and the three teams below them are all within three and a half games. 
Uh, so it's extremely tight and they're bouncing around and it's changing every, if you look now and then you look three days later and the order is completely different. Um, so it's going to yes. be a, it's going to be a fun, fun battle. Uh, the Orioles still play Toronto like 11 times, um, which is we're six and two against them. So it could be, uh, you know, that I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, but again, the Orioles have the toughest schedule out of, out of any of those six teams. Um, depending on how you look at it, depending on, you know, uh, at the, taking into consideration people's records. Um, so I, I think it's going to be really fun and really interesting. I think it's going to go down to the last week with all six of those teams and it's going to really see any losing streak of any length for any of those teams. And, and it's going to hurt kind of like how Boston and Boston's not that far out now. They're like three games back of the Orioles, I guess, but, um, but they're probably, you know, cause they lost enough, it's probably going to be very difficult for them to come back. So, but you got the, all the central teams fighting, you know, you might only get one, you know, the division leader might be the only one to make it, or you might get one or two um, teams as wildcard teams and, and the American league East are you know, battling uh, out for those other spots. Seattle has been doing great. And uh, I think they have a pretty weak schedule. So I would almost say I would count on Seattle being in and then, you know, the other five are fighting for those last two spots. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. As you were talking about that, I just pulled up the schedule for the rest of the month and it's, it's unique in your guys' sense because you play three with Boston, which doesn't yeah. sound like a big deal, but Boston's making a resurgence. Yeah. Right? They're doing better now. Yep. And then you play the White Sox and then you play the Astros and then you play the Guardians. Yep. So the rest of the month is all people that are, yep. are fighting right there with us. Lives. So it gives you an opportunity, but it's hard, right? Like you, you feel good about yourself winning two out of three, but you may not have gained anything on the standings um, still by doing that. So, yeah. And, and see, the nice part about September is you do have two series, Oakland and Detroit, that are, yeah, those, those are series that you need to win. Two Gotta out of win. Three. Yeah. Yeah. Or sweep because then you got Toronto, Boston, Boston, New York. Right. And so, um, I, you know, if I were in a position, if the Dodgers were in a position right now, I would say almost probably what you would say. Forget about winning streaks. Just put back to back to back to back to back winning series. Together. Try to win the series. Yep. Right. I don't care if I sweep Boston, but I want two out of three from them. Yeah. I don't care if I sweep Toronto, but give me two out of three. Yep. Right. Um, because I, I think when teams get winning streaks, they struggle to find or they play under pressure. Right. And they struggle to find, oh, we're, we've won eight in a row. We, we got to tighten up and we can't let this losing streak or winning streak go. Yeah. And then when you lose that first one, sometimes that spirals. Whereas if you're just in the rhythm of winning, you know, um, one thing I, I will say that's a positive about the Orioles this year. And they just won two, I mean, they lost two straight the last two days. But that's been about it the last three months. Like, I don't feel like they've lost more than two and, and some heartbreaking losses. And they've come back like it didn't phase them. They're too young to know that they don't know any better. <laughs> exactly. I when you guys lost two in a row this week, I'm like, have I seen that this season? Like, I I wasn't gonna go back to the beginning of the season when you guys were were having some difficulty, but I I'm like, have I seen that in the last month? You guys lose two in a row. Wow. But it's I mean this this last part of August and going into September, just win yourself some series. Take two out of three from Boston. Take two out of three from Toronto. Take two out of three from the Guardians. Right. You know, you don't have to, you don't have to make it look too good. Just make it look good enough. Yeah. Right. Right. So, man, 
I, again, I'm telling you, my friend, I am a closet Orioles fan right oh, now. Like yeah. I'm about ready to get on their site and start buying gear because it's just fun for teams to get that have a different expectation going into spring training to where they're at now. It's fun. Yeah, right? I just got, I got this, got tickets to go back from October 7th to 11th. And it, you know, I'd be lying because it, if there's some way that we're playing during those few days, I'll, I'll be going. Dude. I'll be going to the game. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, I, uh, you know, those are those type of games where you're just like, oh, if I'm there, uh, okay, why not? You know. So, anyways, well, my friend, you have covered the Orioles so well. You've done such a good job. I I love talking to you because of your baseball history and your baseball knowledge. Yeah. And. Yeah, well. I, I just, I, you know, like you said, we're, we're excited about the game, but you're a year or two ahead of schedule of what you thought. Yeah. And that's always fun, right? Yeah. I mean, next year, all of a sudden you bring back John Means, you bring up Grayson Rodriguez, Tyler Wells is out, who was our best, our most consistent starter before he got hurt. And then you can mix in like a, a Jordan Lyles or a DL Hall or a, you know, Spencer, well, I got Dean Kramer, who's been phenomenally uh, recent. Like you got, you got, you got a lot of options. So yeah, that's the limit. The uh, right now, the two best divisions to watch are your division, the AL East and the NL East. Yeah. Um, between the Phillies, Braves and Mets. Yeah. That's exciting too. The, those guys. There's never a dull moment there. Right. Yeah. And then, I mean, you had Max Freed tonight hosting in Atlanta against Jacob DeGrom. Yeah, that's a great one to match up. Yeah, I mean, if you're a baseball purist, you don't yeah. care who wins. Yeah. That's a good matchup. But yeah, uh, for a nice two to one game or something, uh, it'd be, be fun. But next year, when, you know, when you scratch the records and you start all over again, the Orioles are viable. The Obviously, Toronto's going to be viable. Tampa always seems to be viable. I don't know how they do it yeah. on, yeah. you know, on less than a million dollars in payroll every year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, you guys in Boston and New York are always going to be viable. That's going to be the division to watch. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. aren't they, aren't they changing it too next year? Is it next year they start? Uh, so that will only benefit the ALE. So they're not playing each other as much. Um, yeah. So should have better records not comparatively. Yeah. And well, and then you and I have to schedule a trip next year to go back to Camden Yards. because Absolutely. I'm not doing it by myself. I'm taking somebody that knows something, yeah, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I'll grab a couple other top fans that have been there. We'll make it a party. You and I can can go to the game. You can keep me out of the neighborhoods that I don't need to be in. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it'll be a good time. Yeah, awesome. Let's do it. All right. Thank you so much for your time. Top fans, obviously, this is Del Kelly. He's been on before. He's one of my favorite people to talk to because of his baseball knowledge. Um, this will drop in the next couple of days. Like it. Tell us what you think. Tell us, you know, what we missed. And we're going to have you on again at the end of the season when we're at the playoff realm. And especially if the Orioles get in, we're going to, I'm going to have one or two reps from each team before the playoffs start. And so you and I will have another conversation, my friend. But no, thanks no, for joining no, me tonight. No, no problem. Thanks, Bill. You bet. Have a good night. Yep.